0: Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Why Not Game podcast. On today's episode, the Why Not crew is discussing the reboot sequel. One of the two, not really sure. The reboot school. I don't know. I'm gonna try and think of something. But the reboot slash sequel to one of PlayStation's most beloved characters and most amazing, awesome, like literally boss characters. And we're definitely talking about Kratos. And we're going to be diving into the story of Kratos via the 2018 release of God of War. Again, I just want to say, you know, kind of copping off of last week, but thank you for your support, especially on last week's episode. We talked about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, If you haven't checked it out yet, be sure to do so, because in my own humble opinion, uh, it is a must-see, must-listen episode. But then again, so are all the others. Um, But as always, for the latest news and updates for our show... Be sure to follow us on Twitter at WhyNotGamePod, because we would love to hear your thoughts on this game or your favorite game. And without further ado, let's get it. One, two, three, four. Woo, my goodness, boys. What a week it has been. We're back we're ready to talk about another awesome video game and you know I'm just really excited for this. We got Travis, we got DJ. I hope you two are both doing great.
1: Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Doing man. fantastic. Doing. Yes sir. Doing good, living life, living the dream. Heck Taking yeah. Taking each day one video game at a time.
0: Heck yeah. That's kind of the way we do it these days, you know. Now, That's before it. we jump into anything, um because, while technically we release we we release our episodes on Wednesday, but we don't record you know on Wednesday. We actually record on Thursdays. That gives us a week to you know figure things out. But since our last episode, when we recorded it, The Last of Us premiered on HBO. So I'm just curious because I know I stayed up. I watched the premiere. It was super amazing. We covered this game um, last year when we did the last of us part one, did either of you watch the premiere or am I the only one?
1: I have seen part of it. Um, given my wonky sleep schedule now with having to wake up at four, four 15 every day. Um, I'm not always up late and I know the last of us isn't really something quite kid friendly to, uh, have on the TV. So, um, definitely try to watch that when I can, but I'm about halfway through. I love it so far.
2: Awesome. What about yeah, you? I, Travis? I have not. I have not. I want to, but I. Uh, yeah. Well, when did it premiere? Wednesday night? Uh, Sunday. This Sunday, past na- Sunday. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. I was asleep. Sunday yeah. was a big day for me too. So. I, right. I was passed out. I haven't watched it yet, but I really want to. I've heard it was really good. So. Yeah. What's new? But,
1: episodes, new episodes every week, by the way.
2: Yeah. No. What's amazing about the show, though, is how like
0: true it sticks to the game because that opening part of the game you know when you have um joel and his family his daughters there and then to see that recreated to see that reenacted where you see the traumatic event happen it was like oh my goodness because me and me and shelby we were watching it she didn't she obviously didn't play the game so she was just like you know, watching along and I was just like so anxious because I knew what was going to happen, but I didn't know when it was going to happen. I was like, my goodness, here we go. Like it was the suspense, the buildup, even though I already knew what was coming. Um, but safe to say that is definitely a show. If you're a fan of The Last of Us and if you have um, HBO or HBO Max, you're definitely going to want to check that out. You know, just saying. But enough about that. This is a video game podcast. And while that is a show about a video game, let's focus on the actual games. Uh, Travis, what
2: games have you been playing lately, bud? Well, uh, I've actually been playing a little bit of everything because I'm trying to get caught back up since, you know, just now having an internet. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Halo Infinite, a lot of Immortals, Phoenix Rising, Um, been playing Pokemon Radical Red. Um, and there was another. Oh, the Star Wars, uh, replaying Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, oh man, are you excited gosh. for for the oh, next so, one? So so excited! And and uh, heads up, I don't know if you can still redeem it. What's today the 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 nineteenth? So everyone who's listening, sorry you missed your chance. But if you have the Xbox Game Pass, um, you can go and redeem like basically the DLC for the Ultimate Edition, and you just have all the DLC for it.
0: Wow. And, uh, Very that. nice. So, yeah. That's exciting. That's Very exciting. Very nice. DJ, Very what about nice. you? What What have you been playing lately?
1: Um, Little of this, little of that. I actually dove back into Fall Guys yesterday for all of 10 minutes because I haven't played in forever and wanted to try my best at a squad and got eliminated in the third or not squad, just a solo show. I got eliminated in the third round. So there's that. But <laughs> aside nice. from that, uh, yeah, aside from that, um, I too am exploring the world of Xbox Game Pass because as stated last week, I got the Series S for Christmas. And, um, you know, I'm really loving the the just absolute crazy catalog of games that we have for that and i'm looking forward to several xbox exclusives this year halo infinite is pretty dope travis i started that i think i'm about two or three missions in i'm not gonna give exactly where i'm at on that yet because i know ben hasn't played it yet but i don't want to spoil too much there so that's that's always a fun one but um you know yeah there's that there's some playstation stuff there's some nintendo stuff um don't really want to give too much away on the nintendo side because that's coming to the show later on so we'll keep that under wraps but ben what about you
0: oh you know me i um so i got two video games for christmas i got uh final fantasy 7 the crisis core reunion and yep. i got um the legend of heroes trails on the sky and so Ooh. last week I started playing Crisis Core. I'm almost finished with it. Uh, but then another game I've been playing is called The Pedestrian, which is this puzzler game. Um, and I highly recommend it. Honestly, I think it might be one that we're going to do an episode on because it's a game that really causes you to use your noggin. Um, and I've just, I've just had a blast with it. Um, it's not always fun, but it is fun. When it's fun, but you know, we're here to talk about games. We've talked about some, we're going to go ahead and jump into our discussion on God of war. But before we do that, I want to preface something, or I guess I want to ask you all something because this is kind of an important question and we may or may not have already had this conversation but do our listeners know? Maybe, maybe not. But DJ, we know that God of War is kind of like a reboot sequel, you know, released yes. in 2018. Originally, God of War came out on the PS2 way back when. Have you mm-hmm. played any of the prior God of War
1: games? Played them through? No, but I have watched uh, cutscenes from from the games. So I know a little bit of the backstory. I know some of the history of Kratos, the the things that happened there and how, how his journey has gotten him to where he is now.
0: Okay. Interesting. What about you, Travis?
2: So I used to have, uh, I think it was chains of the Olympus for the PSP. And okay. that was the only one I played. Very nice. And so, yeah, it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So how about you, Ben? Have you ever played any of them?
0: Um, so I played the first two, like God of war, God of war two. Um, but never really played any of the others. I know there's God of War God of War Two, God of War Three. Um, there's also the PSP games. Um, and so I, I before playing this one, because I never played God of War Three, I did do kind of like what DJ did, and I just watched through the cutscenes because mm. I knew going into this game that it was a very narrative heavy game. Everyone says that this is one of the, you know, one of the best stories. Um, it's got such a great narrative, such a great storyline, and so I really wanted to kind of understand that aspect. And from my time playing, you know, God of War the original one, the story pro- was not. I mean, obviously, if you play the game, the story was not the main focus. The main focus was that gameplay, that hack and slash action. And so, you know, watching through those cutscenes and then pull, like seeing how that goes, and then playing through this game you understand some of the stakes that there were for Kratos, like the trials and tribulations he went through. But as far as the actual like narrative piece, this one that we're talking about today, 2018 remake, reboot, sequel, outstanding. But we're going to jump into that in a minute. Travis, yeah. I know you've you know compiled some headlines for us. So why don't you uh, give us some details on that?
2: I did. I got some major headlines for you right here. So, uh, first and foremost, God of War 2018 is an action-adventure game developed by Santa Monica Studios, published by Sony Interactive, so Sony exclusive. Sorry, Microsoft. Um, well, sort of. I'll get to that later. Um, it was released for PlayStation 4 initially in April of 2018, and this is where Windows people finally got it uh january of 2022 so a year ago wow. it was finally made playable and it was on steam so um that's really cool uh this game is the eighth installment in the god of war series um eighth chronologically and the sequel to god of 2010's god of war 3. uh it's really cool how they transitioned because i liked uh the other ones were loosely based on greek mythology and now, like, the newer ones, so God of War 2018 and then Ragnarok have now been um, inspired by Norse mythology, like Nord people, Nordic. Um, so with the majority of it set in ancient, ancient Scandinavia in the realm of Midgard. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and for the first time ever, Kratos actually has a... Um, there are two protagonists, right? Kratos, the former Greek god of war, right? Who's typically the only playable character. And now he has a young son, Artreus, right? Atreus. It? Atreus. Atreus. Okay. Atreus. Okay. So, um, Atreus. So I was like, that's kind of cool. Um, it was a major reimagining of the whole franchise, um, stated by the creative director of the game, Corey Barlog. Um, they even added different elements of video game genres into the gameplay, like an RPG style. So, like you had different ways of upgrading your equipment, upgrading kratos. And uh, if I recall correctly, I think you can even do stuff with the hit the sun. Yeah. Um. As yeah. well. Yeah. Um. And so, God of War received uh, a lot of universal acclaim for its story, world design, art direction, music, graphics, combat system, and characters. Uh, In particular, the dynamic between Kratos and his son um, was something that a lot of people really enjoyed. And I had a small glimpse of this um, that I had experienced personally. So like I said, I don't have a PlayStation. I don't have internet, so I never really got to play this. But I was at my buddy's house in Georgia uh, a couple months ago uh, in November. And he actually was playing God of War 2018 because he was wanting to get Ragnarok. And so I was watching him play it a little bit, and I was like, man, this actually looks really cool. Um, so I would I would definitely love to get my hands on this whenever I get a PlayStation. Um, but I want to jump to um, what some of the many people who reviewed it said. So many reviewers felt it had successfully revitalized the series without losing the core identity of its predecessors. Because um, I think, if I remember correctly, when they announced it, that this game was going to be like a reboot basically right and um a lot of people were very worried about that i mm-hmm. think and um but i'm, I'm glad i think it, it turned out to be pretty good in fact oh, um, oh, yeah i was much. gonna say it, it says it's been cited as uh among the greatest video games ever made was awarded game of the year by numerous media outlets and award shows um, the game also performed well commercially, selling over 5 million units within, the, within a month of its release and 20, 23 million units sold by November 22nd, making it one of the most best-selling PlayStation 4 games and the best-selling game in the series. So, now, out of... With that note, currently, currently, yeah Currently. Yes. You know, With
0: Ragnarok having come out, who knows, you know, in a few years time where that one's going to fall. But no, this game, it, you know, we're going to talk about it in more detail in a minute, but the fact that it won multiple games of the year,
1: deservedly. So deservedly. Yeah. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And um, the fact alone too, that it, that it sold. Was it 5 million copies within the first week? You said month, uh, month, the first month. That's, yeah. that's insane. That's, that's almost like Elden Ring numbers, right? Not well, quite. And, and, not quite, and another but... thing that's
2: crazy too is I didn't see where like when in November or uh, or no April, I don't know where when in April it was released in twenty eighteen, mm. um, but it could have been mid uh, mid April. So the fact that it still even sold five million copies and only had two weeks right. in the month of April to you know right. be that game is, is really really crazy too. Um, so, so there were some major reactions to the game overall right um and this is really cool i didn't actually know this until i was like doing some research you on know it. when i when i when i saw this in our in our doc i was
0: like whoa that's crazy because i didn't realize it but now that i know it it's like that's actually so true and that's insane that that happened
2: yeah so listen to this so the entire game was done in a single shot with no camera cuts there are no loading screens and no fade to black between gameplay and cutscenes. think about that
1: that's that's i didn't even notice that
0: like that's something that i i feel like when you're when you're playing that game and you're going to experience this soon travis because who knows i might let you just borrow my playstation for a bit and play god of war why not you know um but this game when you're playing it the immersion like it feels like you're a part of it and that's something we're going to talk about later and i think that could have something to do with it because there isn't any of those moments where you know you are just at a black screen at a blank Mm -hmm. screen just waiting for something to load you're always moving you're always doing and like now that i think about it and i'm like know this like that's insane yeah absolutely insane
2: And if you think about it, like nowadays, the typical gamer and like everyone who is playing video games nowadays, even kids to this point, like they don't have that long of an attention span. So even when you're playing like a massive game where it has to buffer and load and it may take like even 30 seconds, I've even found myself playing Halo Infinite. It has a lot of long load times where I'll get on my phone and scroll for like a few seconds. It's just a few seconds, right? But I'm still impatient in that and so you know um the fact that this game it made it bingeable um it made it something that people could easily binge right um and so i want to go back to uh some more quotes that barlog again the creative director of the game had said about this game he said about 40 percent of the team did not originally agree with this with this decision due to increased work and production implement um production to implement the feature especially since this was the first time that a one-shot technique was being used for a three-dimensional triple a game
1: that's crazy yeah Yeah, that's insane
2: and i want to i want to see i wish i I was able to find like an article of like those people like nowadays saying like okay we shouldn't have tried fighting this yes it made more work yes it was probably a lot more of headaches a lot more of this a lot more of that but look at the the end result i mean this game did phenomenal i guarantee you everybody that worked on this project got paid handsomely yeah um i would Mm -hmm. hope so um was there any other
0: games that like have done that
2: um i didn't uh actually hold on let me see uh no no uh, So, okay, so actually there were, right? So the only other games to fully utilize this technique was an indie game called Hellblade Sinuna's Sacrifice. Oh, Hellblade
0: um, Senua's Sacrifice. Now, I'm going to pause you there for a second because that is a game, and now that I think about it, it definitely does have a one-shot, like, I get that. That's another game we could easily cover on this show. It is absolutely insane. Have it, either of you heard of that know. game? Sorry. this is- I
2: literally never heard of it
1: until just now. I it's, have heard of it, but have not played it.
0: It's like this character. Her name's Sinwa, And she's going through, like, psychosis. After, like, a war or something. It's set kind of, like, in those times. Like, I think it is Norse as well. Um, Kind of, like, following with, like, God of War. But my goodness. It's a short game, but it is a fabulous one. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So they actually also did a one-shot. And mm-hmm. I think but- those games released, you know, around the same
2: time. I think so because um, it said that at the time, uh, yeah, so this game, right, was, which also began development in 2014 and was released eight months before God of War. Wow. So it's really crazy because it's like two companies working on a game trying to do, implement the same thing at the same time, probably not even knowing that they were doing this. And I can't imagine like, If I were the game creators of uh, Sayuna's Sacrifice, I would be so mad and be like, dang it, if we would have just started on this sooner, we'd have been able to outbeat God of War. We would have been able to say God of War did this because obviously trying to compete against God of War, I guarantee you this game did not perform as well as God of War 2018, unfortunately. You know, just saying. No, that's
0: um, that's for for sure. That's for sure. But we're also talking about an indie studio versus... Santa Monica. A tr- PlayStation Studios.
2: Right. You know? A triple A title. Right. Exactly. Um, so I thought it was really neat that after the game was finished that the team got to play through it and Barlog uh said that finally they understood his vision and said it was a feature they should use from now on. Uh so hence why that's why Ragnarok is the same way and was received so well. Um yes. God of War received universal acclaim. According to reviewer um, according to reviews on aggregator, Metacritic, um, trying to tying it with the original God of War for the highest score in the franchise. That's interesting. It is the fourth highest score of all time for PlayStation 4 games. Wow. Um, the highest score for an original. Okay, so they, okay, so here we go. So the reviewers title it as a, an original, a non-remastered PlayStation 4 exclusive. Is what they label God of War because I know that we were kind of confused as to like what this right, is because I would right. have thought it was a remaster personally, um, but it also continues the story so it's weird. Um,
0: yeah, I would say yeah, yeah, not a re more like a remake than a remaster. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like cont- like a reboot type. Yeah, it's interesting. It's weird.
2: It's a weird title. Yeah. Um, but the story was well praised. Nick, mm, gonna butcher his last name. Please plays of Electronic Gaming Monthly said that the story's most memorable moments were the interactions between Kratos and his son. Uh, he also noted that there is often some comic relief to be found when Kratos's curtness and his son's charming uh, naive na- naivety? naivety. Yeah, collide. Um, he felt the presence of his son showed a side to Kratos not seen before and that Kratos had evolved emotionally.
0: You Um, know, that is true. We did see that emotional evolution of Kratos.
2: Yeah, because even thinking about it when I played Chains of Olympus, I was like, this dude just cares about killing stuff and doing other terrible things. (laughs) And he did not care about families kids any of that not at all um i did not have one all. last thing and then i'm done and i'm gonna I'm, uh, hand it over to y'all guys uh to you two um so a novelization was released in august of 2018 i don't know if you guys knew that um That's interesting yeah and uh, this is really cool too because maybe this will help fill in the gap i don't know how god of war 3 ended before 2018 was made um, but it said it was followed by a prequel cool comic series that began publication in November 2018 and concluded in June 2021. And then this is really cool. I'm actually very excited about this because how? though I haven't watched it personally, I've heard that the new Lord of the Rings TV show on Amazon Prime is pretty well, like pretty good. Um, but they said that um, there's a live action TV series that is currently in development for Amazon Prime Video of the God of War series.
0: Yeah, I've heard about that. The big question is who will play Kratos? Because that's an iconic character and it can't Mm -hmm. be just anybody. Like that's a character who, I don't know, like I would almost rather them not worry about finding a famous actor to play him and rather finding someone who fits that role.
2: Right, yeah. Because I think the look is
0: going to be the most important part. Sure. Yeah,
2: because I mean, if like, and if I remember correctly, he doesn't make much conversation in the games. It's more or less he's just punching people in the face, trying to cut them, kill them, right? All that kind of stuff, right?
0: Right. Like his the the few words that he says, they just need to be spoken powerfully, you know. Which I just want to say, yes, I was about to say that, you know, his (laughs) his performance. I know, um, the the actor of Kratos. Um who won the game of or the game award for best you know lead actor in a, in a game. Um, he absolutely, th- you know, blows it out of the water. Um, but it's actually funny because Christopher Judge, he actually has um, at the game Awards he was giving a speech. He actually has the longest acceptance speech in award show history. Not just Game Awards, Whoa. but like in all of award show history, he has the longest one. But who's going to cut that man off? You're not going to start playing music over Christopher Judge. Like, let's be honest. That man <laughs> is, is his incredible. inner
2: Kratos is going to come out and just, yeah, yeah not going to be yeah. good.
0: <laughs> exactly. But no, you know, thank you, Travis, for that awesomeness. Um, and let's if I jump in real quick. I would love that more than anything. All right.
1: I actually looked it up while Travis was talking and how he said that it was one of the highest rated PlayStation four games to get, or as far as, um, a Metacritic score goes, it was a 94 for God of War 2018, which is, I'm, I'm surprised it's not higher, but 94 is impressive. It is. Yeah. I
2: was expecting at least maybe ninety. Seven, 98? yeah, yeah,
1: but 94 is still good, yeah, no,
2: not bad. I mean, it's definitely not a 60 or a 30. True, that
0: you know what they say what sometimes they say? the best things take a while to come. And with that, let's dive into talking about some amazing points of God of War 2018. So first and foremost, I kind of hate, and I know this has been an argument for a long time, or not an argument, but a talking point, how we have to preference by saying God of War 2018. That way it's not confused with the original God of War. You know, I don't think we're at a point yet to where we can talk about God of War and god of war without getting them confused you know while there is a generation of players that never probably played the original god of war it's still you know one of those things where we have to call it god of war 2018 so throughout the rest of the show we're going to be calling it that but i want to start by saying boy
2: yeah he says that a lot
0: yeah that's probably like i don't know it's iconic see This game came out 2018, obviously. Uh, But DJ and I, we actually just played it uh, back in 2022, 2023. No, I think we both played it in 2022, right right around December. And it Mm -hmm. was, hands down, it's a phenomenal game. You know, it got me very excited for God of War Ragnarok. Haven't played it yet. Hope to play it soon. Maybe discuss it on the show soon as well. But I just want to start by talking about some some set pieces for this game because this game is absolutely beautiful you know before playing it i actually i watched the cutscenes for for the three main games um and obviously with those coming out on ps2 ps3 they're not all that breathtaking they're not that beautiful but you know playing this game in 2022 you know when i played it a game that had released over four years ago it looks better than some games that are coming out now as PS5 exclusives. It is one of the most beautiful games that I've ever played. And to be honest, it makes me like very excited to play Ragnarok because I'm sure it's even, you know, surpassing that, especially when you're playing the PS5 version. Like the game has aged like fine wine. Like it is fantastic. Um, But the story, you know, as Travis had alluded to, the story, it follows Kratos and Atreus you know they're journeying to the highest peak of Midgard. At least that's where they think they're going, because they're wanting to spread the ashes of Atreus's mother, who in the very opening part of the game, um, you know she's they're they're finding wood, they're burning her at a pyre because um, she has sadly died. Um, we assume that that's Kratos' wife. I don't think it ever comes out and says that that is Kratos' wife. But to those that know the story of the original God of War trilogy, you know, these games came out a long time ago on PS2, so I'm not worried about talking about it. But Kratos, he was, he had a wife and kid, but because he sold his soul essentially to Ares, the God of War, um, in a fit of rage, he ended up killing his daughter and wife with his own hands. Um, because Ares wanted him to do that because he didn't want him to have anything holding him back. And so since then, that's when he was trying to get his revenge on Ares and ended up killing all the Greek gods. And then I guess needing to run away to, you know, Scandinavia, the Norse time.
2: So I actually just looked it up, and it does say on like their fandom website that God of War uh, that Kratos did have a wife, and her yeah. name is Lysandra L y s a n d r a. So yeah. uh, she was a Spartan woman.
0: Fabulous! Yeah, he had the wife. Oh, but
2: it was not; it was not uh, Atreus' son, though. Or uh, she, right? No, Atreus was not her son.
0: That's the that's the from that's the, the, the original the God of War yeah from the original and, and so he killed her and her his daughter and so now yeah. this is like a time jump forward he's living in a different land and you know it is based on north on the Norse mythology so we do see you know some interesting characters you know the first one you think of you know you hear about Odin you see a big statue of Thor you know there are a lot of um a lot of characters in Norse mythology that are in this game that are present, but not just, you know, the stereotypical ones like this isn't Marvel Marvel's Thor or anything like that. Like this is definitely different. This is definitely turned up. This is more true to it. Right. But I don't know. There are so many like individual moments of this game that I just want to like praise and talk about, but DJ, before I jump in any of that, I would just love to know your like overall thoughts and like your impressions on the game.
1: Yeah. Um, Like you said, just to kind of jump on the fact that, you know, the, the frame rate is beautiful. The, the scenery is breathtaking just when you're looking off the cliff and you're looking into, you know, the mountains of the land, you know, far off into the distance, it's, It just looks incredible. You know, and like you said, too, that was a PS4 release from, you know, four and a half, almost five years ago now, to where you've got other games that have been released within the last, you know, three to five months. You know, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus out there, but Gotham Knights, you know, just just absolutely (laughs) terrible. And uh, no hate there, too microsoft or warner brothers or dc or any of those people but it's just it could have been done a lot better but anyway um back to the topic at hand um no i just i just think that the storyline is great um i do like how we get to we get to witness you know him being that father figure again that we you know had so briefly in the in the original trilogy there and Although we don't know much about, you know, his wife or Atreus' mom there at the, at the initial start when she's, when she's there and they're cremating and things like that, the more you play the story, the you know, the more in-depth you get into it, then you begin to learn more about her and about the, you know, the Nordic heritage there that, you know atreus has in him because it 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 does specify in the game too that that he is you know half and half it doesn't really say that verbatim but we do know obviously with him being the son of kratos he is half god um she was a nordic woman his wife there i forget her name a giant. Yes. A giant is what she was, which we'll dive into that in the story in a little while, but, but yeah, just so many things just leave you, leave you wanting more. You know, it was so hard to put the game down. You know, it's like, well, you know, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I don't want to stop. I've got this fight. I've got that fight. The boss fights were incredible.
0: Yeah. I no, really the, enjoyed the, those. the set pieces, the boss fights, they were definitely larger than life. Like I remember, um, you know, this isn't a boss fight, but I remember seeing the World Serpent for the first time. And oh, dude, that when that, cool. you know, came up out of out of the, the Sea of Nine or Sea of Seven or whatever it was called, um, that was an absolutely terrifying, breathtaking moment. Um, and I remember seeing clips of that, and I always imagined that that was going to be a boss fight where I have to fight this giant serpent, this giant snake. But it wasn't. it wasn't that. It was just like this beautiful scene that really i don't know it just it's it's really breathtaking and that happens at several times you know for instance um when we you know speaking of boss fights when we have to fight the dragon as we're going up the mountain like that is absolutely gorgeous it's insane what they were able to do um i just goodness gracious it's so amazing I I had a
2: question. Did you guys uh, ever actually fight? And I think this is that game. I'm almost positive. uh, The harpies or the oh, um, yeah. They were like. I think they're a secret boss. Is what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, So,
0: so great question. Great question. Um, Yeah, the harpies. So they are. They are kind of like a secret boss thing. They're not required to do at all. And they are quite the challenge. That's like the one of the one of the final challenges. You know, I am usually the trophy hunter. I used to, I try to get the platinum. Still don't have the platinum in this game for that simple reason of having oh. to beat the harpies. I've beaten some of them, but not all. Um, and I know that the last one, once you beat all the harpies, you unlock. Um, I, I forget the name, but it's pretty much like the queen of the harpies or something like that. Uh, sounds like a real joy. Um, and that is supposedly a very difficult boss battle as well, but yeah. yeah,
2: the, I, the only experience I have was when I was saying I was up at my buddy's house in Georgia, he was playing it. That's what he was doing. He was in the middle of a harpy fight and then he was literally dying every second and just like getting so mad and like, it was really funny watching him rage now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I was just curious about that if if you guys had and I've, I wanted to make sure I was thinking of the right game too because I thought oh. that's the one he was playing but I wasn't hundred percent sure
1: for sure i've I've finished the main story um but I haven't done a lot of the extra content like the secret bosses or you know finding all the collectibles and things like that I haven't I haven't cleaned all that up yet but uh, it is it's in the process
0: yeah no this this game you know has a lot to offer. I believe I spent probably 15 to 20 hours just playing through, you know, golden pathing it going through the main story. Um I went back, you know, I did some some of the side quests with um Brock and I forget his brother's name at this time. I can't believe I forgot his brother's name. But there are two dwarves that that you know you see along your journey and you know Went through, did some collectibles, but what's really cool about this game. And since we're talking about kind of like the side content and game content is that as you're going through, there's a lot of different, you know, uh, bits of mythology, you can pick up, uh, bits of lore. You can pick up literally like lore stones that you can pick up. Um, but one thing that's cool is you can actually, Atreus, um, he has like a gift with tongues. And so he's able to, you know, speak other languages and able to pick up on languages very quickly. And so some of the chests that you find actually enable you to learn a different language that, when found, actually unlock different realms to travel to. Because that's also something that's really cool about this game is you're able to travel to
2: the different realms. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't even know Mm -hmm.
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. So... So it's really cool. It's like it's like Midgard is like the centerpiece of mm-hmm. all these other realms. And you can go in this giant chamber-like thing. And you stand in the middle of this podium. You turn this dial type, whatever it is. And you basically select where you want to go. You get this big flash of light. These doors opens up. And you're, boom, you're in like another, I don't know, not necessarily another country because it's all part of the same. It's like a area. different.
0: It's like a. It's like a different reflection of the same area. So it's like mm-hmm. it's like you have you have Alfheim, Helheim, Jotunheim, uh, Muspelheim, Niflheim. You have all these different places, and those are just the ones that are accessed in God of War. I believe God of War Ragnarok opens up some of the other realms that we don't go to in God of War uh, twenty eighteen you know, for instance, like Asgard, like, I think it'd be really cool if you're able to go to Asgard in God of War Ragnarok. Not sure if you can, if you're listening, if you've played God of War Ragnarok, I don't mind if you spoil this on me on Twitter. You can let me know because I'm curious, but two of those worlds, um, are kind of bonus worlds. Like I was saying, you have to unlock by completing, you know, those collectibles and, those worlds, that is, I don't know why I'm having a blank. That is uh, Muspelheim and Niflheim. And Muspelheim is is interesting because both of those worlds, you just have like small tasks that you're supposed to complete in them to kind of clear them because they're post-game things. You're not going to clear this before the game, probably. Um, it's a fiery land that is home to the fire giants, and it allows players the opportunity to pers- participate in various skill testing trials and combat. Whereas Niflheim, it's actually filled with like this smoky, this gas, this poison, and players can actually discover some of the best weapons in the game there. It's very challenging because you kind of have to, you're racing against the clock to survive, you know, the poison, but it's overall, you know, it's awesome. It's awesome. But back to the actual story. You know, we got sidetracked there because Travis had a question. but That's all right. It's a, It was a great question. Um, Something that I was wanting to hit on later anyway, so I'm glad we, we got that out of the way. But there are, you know, again, sticking to that collectibles things, but there are several collectibles that are locked behind, you know, completing different puzzles, um, defeating certain enemies. I will say that everything in this game is entertaining. The combat is superb. You can't just do like in the original games where you can just press square over and over and just hack and slash your way. You have to be methodical with your with your combat. Especially when you're thinking about those Valkyrie boss fights. You have to, you know, know when to dodge, know when to block, uh, know when to use your um your Leviathan axe. Use your rage mode. You know, late in the game, you know, you actually unlock your blades of chaos from the original God of War games, which is absolutely phenomenal. You know, he had them buried in a chest underneath his house uh, because he was burying the past. He didn't want the past. Um, But, you know, he eventually when he was in Helheim, he was confronted by Zeus, his father. And he was like, he had to face it at that point. But what's interesting about this entire story is that um, Atreus has no idea that he is a god because Kratos does not say I'm a god. Like he doesn't just walk around like yo, what's up? I'm a god. And so you know when some of the the Norse gods discover Kratos and they realize that he is a god and they realize that Atreus doesn't know. You know it's very interesting because Atreus's personality like changes quite a bit when he discovers that he is a god. And that's something that I think is very interesting in the story is how, I don't know, it's just such the narrative in this game is phenomenal. Yeah, not yeah. to mention, it's, it's a lot, not to mention, you know, Freya. Phenomenal character, probably besides Kratos and Atreus, probably my favorite character in the game is Freya
2: was she bad or good I can't remember because so that I saw was like she was kind of like bad but so like she also yeah she
0: helped them along the way as far as you know she helped heal atreus she, I would say for the most part she was good but then in the end of the game you know we end up killing her son sorry to spoil things for you but we end up Plot killing her, son. her sons of god. Well, she's also a god, but um, we kill her son and now she hates us. And I think that, you know, in God of War Ragnarok, we see some of that hate come out again. I don't know. Haven't played it. Want to play it because there's a lot of like unanswered questions that could easily be answered in God of War Ragnarok.
2: Uh, OK, yeah, I think I watched the ending of the game then uh, already.
0: Yeah, because he, you know, they're very upset. Very upset at what it what had transpired. Um yeah. but I think the biggest and most amazing and also kind of twisted, like I don't know, people are probably like, well, they just did that to, you know, get clicks, get likes, you know, to try and be hype. And I'm curious how it's gonna play out or if it even has anything to do with Ragnarok. But at the end of the game, we get to Jotunheim, which is the home of the Giants, and Atreus and Kratos are climbing the mountain. They see these, these drawings, this, um, you know, kind of like, I don't know, they're kind of, their prophecies. They're seeing these on the wall and they see Atreus and Kratos. Like it's like foretelling them climbing this mountain for this purpose. And we learn that, you know, Atreus, um, his mom actually wanted to give him a different name. And we find out what that name is and atreus was you know originally going to be named loki Mm-hmm. oh and so that, that was, was something, probably
1: one of the biggest plot twists in the game that was something mm-hmm. that's
0: like whoa like that's actually pretty cool you know i was curious when's loki gonna pop up when when are we gonna see this person and to know that well we've we've seen him the whole time now who knows if that actually even plays any part in god of war ragnarok or how it's going to affect the story in the future i have no idea but it is definitely something that i'm interested in uh it's definitely something that hooks you and you're like oh my goodness like because that happened probably in the last five minutes of the game you find that out and it's it's something that that was the opening for them to definitely be like we are definitely going to have another game wow
1: yeah. yeah, they had a lot of a lot of things left out in the open, but that's probably the biggest one, bigger than you know what's what's going to happen with you know Freya in the second game. Yeah, or my my personal favorite character we haven't mentioned yet, and I forget his name. Um, Sindri was the name of the other dwarf, by the way. Oh yeah, Sindri and C- Brock. Sindri and Brock, but. Um, The little guy who looks like he was stuck on a tree or whatever and we had to cut his head off. Oh he kinda just like hung around with us the whole game. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes, you're talking about Mamir.
1: Mamir, yes, Mamir.
0: Mamir. Now here's my question for you, DJ. Yes. Because this has gotten a lot of like I don't know, disdain, if you will, especially you know, I've watched a couple YouTube videos that were like things that need to die, like thing, like trends in gaming that need to die in 2023. And one of them was like over commentary, like too much commentary. And I will say Mimir is constantly talking in God of War. Yes. He's constantly telling a story. There's never a time where it's just quiet. Right, right. And apparently in God of War Ragnarok, it's like even more so, mainly because okay. he's probably with us the entire time instead of just halfway through this game
1: right but what are your
0: thoughts on that like i personally enjoyed the banter and i think you did too because you say he's one of your favorite characters
1: yes yes um so i i do like that um partially because you know he is full of insight and knowledge and he kind of gives some history with with you know certain things and he's very informative um, at first, when we met him, after we brought him back to life, I I was a little hesitant. I'm thinking, okay, is he going to turn on us? You know, is he going to end up selling us out? What's going to happen? But then he ended up being an ally throughout the game. And I do enjoy the, the, you know, the little smart, witty comments between all three of the characters, especially when he gets involved. Um, you know, so I don't... I don't think it's a bad thing in this game. Um, I know there are some games out there that have a lot of constant commentary. Um, I know that in that Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game that came out recently, Um, I played a little bit of that, and you have that throughout the game too. You have them, especially you know, Rocket and you know Star Lord and all of them just constantly babbling back and forth throughout each mission, and they're they're just hilarious, you know. So that. That I enjoy as long as it's you know funny or there's something something that you know we can get a laugh out of or something that's informative. You know, I'm I'm cool with it. Um, all right, all right, Travis. I your guess
2: thoughts I'm on. on that. I, I was gonna say, I guess I'm on the opposite spectrum of that because I come from playing like Breath of the Wild where there is literally nothing but music, and there were moments where I would just want to start the game. And set it up and just like listen to the background music because it was so enjoyable. And I knew that nothing was going to talk. Nothing was going to disrupt it. Um, I mean, obviously, maybe if I was somewhere where uh, enemies were, then, you know, maybe that would help or that would disrupt it. But um, me personally, yeah, like Guardians of the Galaxy, I could not play that game because I was literally getting a headache from trying to follow all the different conversations. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm done i can't do this that is it's like there's there's a point to it because like uh, um another game that i've been playing is the immortals phoenix rising and that Mm. that game is um it has a lot of that but it's funny and it's not constant when i was playing guardians of the galaxy if to me it felt constant like there was never a moment of silence in the entire no there
1: was
0: not that's that's kind of that's kind of how it is that's kind of how it was you know, we had planned to do that game, but then we never actually did that game. Like, I think we started think talking about the,
2: our dream. That was the ramble stuff. episode, wasn't it? That
0: Was that was yeah yeah. So maybe we should just add that to the docket because clearly everyone here loves it, except Travis. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, all right. So so before before we before we we wrap things up, you know, DJ, I'm curious.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Should people play god of war 2018 why or why
1: not um i'm gonna say yes and there are several reasons why um you know if you're if you're from the big list of gamers that had a ps2 and got to play the original trilogy on you know the ps2 the ps3 all of that if you or you know or if you're a Newcomer, and you've played them all on PlayStation Plus because I think they're all available now. That's right. Um, but if you've if you've played them, then definitely go for it because it's it's a great addition to the story. You know, the graphics and the scenery is great. the The fighting style is great. The button controls are just everything. Everything about this game is is good i don't really have too many negative things to say about it um just of why did you leave you know so many cliffhangers there at the end of the game but thankfully we played it we played it right as ragnarok was releasing so we didn't have to wait you know four and a half years True to that. have, our, to have that. our questions answered so
2: well you still but, don't know so, if your answers will be questioned you're quite... <laughs> you mean your questions will be answered. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, uh, yes. Yoda over yes. here.
1: Yes, I did, I did, I did. Oh, That's awesome. Man. That's awesome. But yes, definitely, definitely give it a shot. Um, you know, and also if you're a fan of any of the mythology and things like that, whether it's Greek or Roman or Norse, whatever it is, you know, if you're if you're into that kind of stuff, you know, it's definitely worth worth looking into so see i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna go all in with this one dave not to cut you off but i'm gonna say i'm gonna keep it simple if you own a playstation 4 or a playstation 5 and you have not played this game
1: what's wrong with you are
0: missing out there's nothing wrong with you but you are missing out this is definitely hands down i would say from ps4 games i played it's one of the best games period one of the best video games i've played period i know on our very first episode, we listed our, some of our top games, having played this, I would probably add it to that list easily, easily. And for that reason, you know, for me, you know, at the end of the day, my verdict on this game, it is a five out of five. This game is fantastic. Everyone should play it. It's practically perfect. DJ, what's your what's your verdict?
1: Um, if our scale went higher than a five, I would do that. But five is the top, so that's what it gets. It's um, it's definitely, as you said, one of the best games um, of of the PS4 era, in my opinion. Um, definitely sales wise, over the last four years, I mean the the sales have skyrocketed. Um, you know and. And that's just from November of last year. You know, there's still plenty more sales to go, I'm sure. So I would I would definitely encourage it. Um, you can find it at a reasonable price wherever you get your video games. Fabulous. So definitely look into it. But And five. Travis,
0: I know you haven't officially played the game, but, you know, say you did. Based on what we said, you know, this is your unofficial rating so what
2: do you give it one (laughs) hundo no i'm just kidding i i honestly from everything that i've heard i'm like super excited this would probably be one of the games that i'd play first um if i got a playstation aside from some other playstation exclusives that i've been wanting to play more but i would probably give it a five or four i don't know probably five
0: fabulous i mean yeah i thought you were gonna give it a 30 but whatever here we go. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Yeah, no,
2: I jumped it up at, at the last minute.
0: Oh, okay. There all you right. go. All there right. you go. Well, here we go. Um, thank you all so much for joining us. Um, don't forget to follow us on. I almost said on Facebook, but who does Facebook anymore? Do either of you do Facebook? I do um, a little bit. See, of Not course, of course, lot. DJ would. Do. Oh, I of course DJ what I do
1: I have I have more friends on Facebook than I do followers on Twitter so but
0: are they actually your friends
1: a lot of them yes
0: all right next week we're gonna do we're not talking about a video game we're simply going to rate DJ's friend list on Facebook <laughs> um, so if you're not no. uh, a friend of no. his on no. Facebook uh, I believe his name is David Pickerel jr Um... I can give you a social security number if you'd like. Uh, Let's go ahead. And How would you him. Know it? I know everything. Well, I
2: only want the social if I get the credit card number.
0: All right. Hey. Dope. Dope. We'll dope, talk dope.
1: after the show.
0: All right. Um, but yeah, actually, follow us on Twitter at WhyNotGamePod. Yes. Yes. Next week, um, we're going to be talking about uh, another recent release. Um, going back to recent releases, released late 2022. We're going to be talking about Sonic Frontiers. Very excited about that one. Um, Super stoked. The open world, or excuse me, open zone Sonic game um, that had created quite a buzz and a lot of concern, but we're going to talk about all of that next week. We're also going to be talking about our predictions for game of the year in twenty twenty three. So based on the games we know are coming out, what we think could end up being game of the year. We're gonna briefly talk about that. So you're gonna want to tune in next week to find that out.
2: So that's gonna be easy
0: for mm, me at least. I don't know. I don't know. we will we'll, we'll,
1: we'll talk about it. We'll cover that next week. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about it. it. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk it. about yeah. it. Um
2: yeah.
0: so yeah. Until next time. Ask yourself.
2: Why not?